We're turning in the Word of God to 1 Kings chapter 22. 1 Kings chapter 22. 1 Kings chapter 22. And we will be breaking in at verse 51 and then reading into 2 Kings chapter 1. 1 Kings chapter 22, uh, commencing our reading at verse 51. And if you do not have a copy of the Holy Scriptures, well, you listen on as faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 51 Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, began to reign over Israel and Samaria. The 17th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and reigned two years over Israel. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, and and walked in the way of his father, and in the way of his mother, and in the way of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat who made Israel to sin. For he served Baal and worshipped him and provoked to anger the Lord God of Israel according to all that his father had done. Then Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab. And Ahaziah fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick. And he sent messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria, and say unto them, Is it not because there is not a god in Israel? that ye go to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron. Now therefore thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. And Elijah departed. And when the messengers turned back unto him, he said unto them, Why are ye now turned back? And they said unto him, There came a man up to meet us, and said unto us, Go turn again unto the king that sent you, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Is it not because there is not a God in Israel that thou sendest to inquire of Beelzebub, uh, uh, the god of Ekron? Therefore thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. And he said unto them, What manner of man was he which came up to meet you and told you these words? And they answered him, He was an hairy man and girt with a girdle of leather about his loins. And he said, It is Elijah the Tishbite. Amen. We'll end the reading there. In 2 Kings chapter 1, verse 8, knowing that God will add his own blessing uh, to this, the public reading uh, of his precious word. Now, in 1 Kings chapter 22, in the first 52, we read in relation to King Ahaziah that he did evil 
that he did evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of his father and in the way of his mother. Now Ahaziah's father, of course, was the wicked king Ahab. And the mother of Ahaziah was the equally wicked woman uh, well by the name of Jezebel. And so his two parents... His father, his mother were both notorious, notorious for their wickedness, their idolatry and idolatrous behavior. And Ahaziah certainly followed in their footsteps in the worship of Baal. But it was certainly both Ahab and Jezebel's evil behavior which was going to bring about the untimely end of their son, Ahaziah. As Scripture makes it abundantly clear that I, the Lord, that I, the Lord God, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. You see, there had been a time previous when God, Almighty God, had warned both Ahab and Jezebel that he would indeed visit their iniquities upon the members of their family. And so we can therefore safely deduce that what happened to Ahaziah some two years, a short reign into his reign, that is some two years into his reign, even in all that happened was a direct result of the iniquities of his parents. And what a lesson there is for parents. What a lesson there is for those who would seek to enter into marriage. What a lesson there is for those who have offspring. For parents and the raising of little ones. Because the same God who visited the iniquities of both Ahab and Jezebel upon Ahaziah still rules in our present day, and his words of warning have never changed. His words of warning have never changed. And so the account before us, and the short portion that we've been privileged in reading this evening in Second Kings chapter 1, verse 2, we read, And Ahaziah fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick. And I want us to very simply consider the cause and consequences of a sinful life. The cause and consequences of a sinful life. Now, we're not told to what extent was this fall or any other details of this fall? And so it's always good to ask ourselves questions and consider the whole scene. 
Because what reason or for what reason, what reason or for what reason has the Holy Spirit, has God the Holy Ghost recorded this particular account and its details spread out before and presented here in the Holy Scripture? Because it was a result and as a result of this fall that King Ahaziah died. It was as a result of this fall that King Ahaziah died. And so verse 2 of Second Kings chapter 1 puts it plainly that Ahaziah fell down. And as a result of this fall was sick. Fell down. And as a result of this fall was sick. And therefore the whole focus on this account is upon the spiritual aspects of the actions which were triggered by this fall, by his fall. And therefore the Holy Spirit recording this event did not intend us to focus upon the physical aspect, but rather upon the spiritual aspect. And I want you to consider with me, first of all, this man's fall. This man's fall, and as I've already mentioned in relation to his parents, Ahaziah's lifestyle and his evil and sinful ways were, I believe, directly, directly attributable to the ways of his father Ahab and his mother Jezebel. You see, Ahaziah's lifestyle was the direct product of his and our first parents, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Adam was created both morally and spiritually perfect. And Genesis tells us that man was created in the image of God. As the boys and girls were learning at the commencement of the Holiday Bible Club, man was created in the image of God. But the sad truth of the matter is that Adam failed. He failed to live up to the standard that was set before him in which he was first created, and Adam fell into sin. Fell into sin. And in doing so, Adam brought all men down with him. Brought all men down with him, and Ahaziah fell down. Fell down. And therefore, as Adam fell, so Ahaziah, like every other man, was the unhappy victim of that fall. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned, not some have sinned, no, for all have sinned. And what do we find? Well, Ahaziah, as a result of the fall, was sick. As a result of this fall, He was sick, 
sick in body, sick in soul, sin sick. Sin sick. This man was sin sick. He was a sinner without hope for eternity. And his soul, like your sinner, in danger of slipping into hell for all eternity, if he died, if he died the way he was now living. He fell, he was sick, he had to take to his bed. For how long Ahaziah was bedridden, we aren't told, but he sent messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease. And therefore we're brought to see this man's folly. Not only this man's fall, but this man's folly. You see, he had long wallowed. Wallowed in false religion. In false religion. And even now, even now in his utmost extremity, there's no thought of God in his mind. As he looks to the God he has served, As he looks to the God he has served for so long to give help and comfort, he sent messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease. And so now he fears death. He fears death. And his folly is that there's no help there. There's no help there. Because remember, the devil is the one who is behind every false prophet, every false religion. And his aim is not to help, is not to give comfort, but to carry souls down to hell. And the point is, this friend, as your service to sin, And godlessness has brought little comfort or pleasure in life, whatever be your idol or whatever has been a God that you have served, there will be no help. There will be no help to you on your deathbed. He was foolishly sending to the devil for help. Foolishly sending to the devil for help. We read also of the mercy and grace of God extended to him. Because God sends him a warning by the prophet Elijah. And Ahaziah foolishly ignores the warning. And instead of repenting and crying to God for mercy, the message is, thou shalt surely die. Thou shalt surely die. And friend, when you yourself have sinned away your day of grace and the fears of death flood over your soul when for most or all of your life you have sinned and sinned again, it will be too late. For my spirit shall not always strive with man. And if you continue to foolishly ignore the message, friend, it will be way too late. 
to send for the Reverend Knowles. It'll be too late to send for the pastor, to send for the preacher, the minister, because the Scripture makes it clear. As Proverbs 29 verse 1 says, He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. I want you to consider also this man's fear. You see, he's lying in his bed. He's lying in his bed with some disease, possibly gangrene. For he foolishly asks for the god of Ekron, which was known as the god of flies. As he didn't believe in the God of Israel, the one who is in control of all things, as he's there days, possibly weeks, there's no improvement in his condition. He's a highly privileged man. He's a high figure in society. He has access to the very best of medical care available in those days, and yet the disease is eating away at his body. Just the same way that the disease of sin is eating away at your soul. One moment of carelessness has sealed his doom. Physically, it seems because it looks like Ahaziah is going to die. Now, I'm sure he expected to die. I'm sure he expected to die. He's seen it happen to others. But I don't believe that was his fear. I believe the source of his fear lay in the fact, the truth, that he didn't expect to die so young. To die so young. Ahaziah probably never thought that this disease would never strike him, but it did. It did. And it was now threatening his life. And sinner, you may not reach what is termed old age. You may not reach what is termed old in age. And so have you made soul preparation. Soul preparation in the event of dying suddenly and much sooner than you expect. Ahaziah wasn't ready to die. And this brought fear, but sad to say, as we've seen already, Ahaziah was foolishly seeking and inquiring in the wrong road. In the wrong road. And so I want you to notice, therefore, this man's future. Because it says in verse 17, we didn't read it for time's sake of chapter 1 of 2 Kings, so he died according to the word of the Lord which Elijah had spoken. According to the word of the Lord, which Elijah had spoken. 
And the amazing thing about all of this is that there's not one word. Not one word about his funeral or his burial or his tomb. It's as though the man had never existed. It's as if he never existed. He left no testimony. No testimony for good behind him at all. Ahaziah had seen the hand of God at work in his younger years. He had seen the prophets of Baal slain on Mount Carmel. He had heard Elijah rebuke his father Ahab several times. He knew there was a God with whom men have to deal, a God who must be obeyed, and with whom there must be appeasement. A God who punishes sin, but is merciful to the penitent and repentant. And yet Ahaziah refused to bow the knee to the God of heaven. And he died according to the word of the Lord. Let me tell you, friend. It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. When any young man, when any young woman dies, when a family is broken, when a young man A young woman leaves this scene of time. Tragedy when any home or family is broken up because of death. But the death of a man or a woman who dies without Jesus Christ is a double tragedy. Is a double tragedy. And therefore, sinner, you would do well to heed God, not merely to hear God, but to heed God and to flee to the Christ of God before it be too late. Because sinner, when death comes sooner or later, and your soul is required of you, all that will matter, all that will matter is what you as an individual have done with Jesus Christ. That's all that will matter. What you as an individual have done with Jesus Christ. There is salvation. 
There is cleansing from sin to be had in this life in preparation for the life to come. Accepting that you are a sinner. Turn from your sin and turn to God and ask him to forgive you of your sin and repent and believe the gospel. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved for time and for eternity. Will you come? Come now. Let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as woe. Sinner, cry unto him. Cry unto him for mercy. God, be merciful to me, the sinner, the sinner. Let us bow in prayer. Before we do, we will make known to you in the Lord's will, the Lord's Day services. Do you invite others in? But if you're not saved, we know not what a day may bring forth. None of us know if we'll be here on Sunday. None of us. None of us. And so you would do well to accept Christ as he's been freely offered to you. Lord, our most gracious, eternal, loving, heavenly Father, we thank thee for the words of thy mouth. We thank thee for thy counsel. Thou dost give the best advice, the best counsel that there is. We pray that thou will give grace, deciding grace, the effectual call. O Lord, that thou will bestow upon sinners the gifts of repentance and of faith and apply your word savingly to hearts. We pray that thy dear people will never be showing forth the praises of him who have called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And may we ever be pointing sinners to the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. O Lord, bless us. May others be brought in to hear words whereby they can be saved. Bless this coming Lord's Day. And in thy will and come down in mighty power, we ask these things in our Savior's precious name and for our Savior's sake. Amen.